first. I think people accept this uh, substandard sound quality if the content's there. So, so we can't be substandard. <laughs> <laughs> we gotta be on fleek. Don't try to be hip. You wanna you wanna welcome us to our podcast? Sure. I'm trying to think of something clever. Okay, trying to be clever. It's Jen Gap, right, Jim? Jen Gap Podcast. I'm sorry, there's been a few name changes. Welcome to the Jen Gap Podcast. My name is Megan. My name is Wade. I am his daughter. And I'm her dad. And this is a podcast about generations and bridging the gap between them via communication. Well, that sounded very grown up. I can adult. You can adult. That's very good. Uh-huh. So what are we talking about today, Meg? We are talking about the fun, fun topic of dating. Oh, dating. No. First comes dating, then comes marriage, then comes baby and a baby carriage. Something like that. Not anymore, though. It seems like the uh, the new generation is is uh, getting married later and, and not having as many kids. I have a statistic about that. Do you now? Yes. Awesome. Back in 1963, the average age of a woman that got married was 21, and the average age of the man was 23. The average age of millennials has increased to 27 for women and 29 for men. Why do you think that is? Because dating is dead. Dating is dead. Um, I, well, I, see, I still see people out on dates, Meg, so I don't know that dating is dead. Do you see dates or do you see going to grab coffee? Oh, that's a good point. I don't, I don't know because I actually haven't approached anybody for fear of, you know, appearing like a weird old guy. You would, so congratulations. Most of the titles of the articles I read online via Google because millennial. Because of the Googles? Because of the Googles. I can Google. Most of them were titled something along the lines of, why dating is dead in the millennial age, or these millennial dating habits have officially killed dating. And one of the biggest consensus, consensus, consensi, consensus people? Consensus. Con- the, the consensus. The consensus I found is we don't date. We kind of move right from the talking stage to the you're my boyfriend you're my girlfriend and our quote-unquote dates is netflix and chill so there's a new ritual is what you're saying because i mean dating has always been ritualistic and been traditional i mean there's nothing anywhere that says thou shalt date right it's it's a it's a i think it's more of a social um situation than anything else i mean growing up you went out on dates because, um, one, you wanted to get to know the person if you're interested in them. And two, it, there was um, kind of a social aspect to it, right? You did a lot of double dating. Rarely did you go out on single dates. Um, and if you did, then that would means that it was you know pretty serious. True. But you also have to realize the age of technology has killed socialization. I think it's just changed it. I don't know that it's killed it. It's killed the going out and getting to talk to strangers aspect. Now we have Tinder, we have Bumble, swipe left, swipe swipe right. And your getting to know someone phase is 
via app or via text. You aren't having that face-to-face conversation right. until you decide we should hang out. And by that chance, that getting to know you phase is kind of past and hookup culture is a thing. Hookup culture. So talk to me a little bit from your generational perspective, Meg. What is what is dating? What is the purpose? What is the the reason people date or should date or shouldn't date from my standpoint dating is a way to get to know people yeah so is it no longer important to know people it's important to know people but there are other ways to get to know people now like i've been in two serious relationships right i've been on two dates okay so that's you what about your friends as far as I know, they don't do date nights. Huh. They spend days in at home and spend time together, but I haven't heard of, oh, we went to the movies or we went out to get dinner or something. It's really just their together time is staying at home and talking. Right. So when your mom and I met, we didn't really do a lot of dating. I mean, it was, we hung out. Right. I don't know what you would call that dating. And that was kind of what my friends were doing at the time as well as doing a lot of hanging out, um, dating seemed too serious, too, you know, strict or, or had to be orchestrated or planned. And we'd much rather, maybe it's just because we're lazy, but we much rather just kind of hang out with one another. Is that, is that kind of what's still going on or? I feel like for some people, yes, but for some people dating or hanging out nowadays is less about finding relationships and more about hooking up like so you keep saying hooking up what does that mean it means meeting someone and having sex okay so we're getting right down to it so getting meeting somebody and having sex that is that sounds risky it's risky but it's actually pretty common yeah and i know there are app there are like you know apps that are built around that grinder and and tumblr and tumblr is a not tumblr platform. sorry tinder too many T's. Um, so yeah, they're, they're, I don't know that they were actually meant for that. Maybe Grindr was, but I don't know that they were actually, in, you know, intended for those purposes, but that seems to be what they, uh, you know, back in my day, it was personal ads in the newspaper. Yeah, we just got electronic personal ads yeah, now. Yeah, that's true. Craigslist and such. Yeah, I don't think dating apps started out as hookup apps. I mean, there are apps that are literally made for hookups. There right. are hookup apps. They're called hookup or stuff like that. You can find them in your app store. Right. But I feel like with my generation, sex before marriage has become a not less taboo, but more open. Like, you're not hiding the fact that you're having sex before marriage anymore. Right. So, hmm, that's interesting because... Um, again, dating for us was kind of a pathway to sex, right? I mean, it was good girls didn't kiss on the first date and good guys, you know, good boys didn't ask for a kiss on the first date. It was all very plutonic and, you know, very get to know you. And, um, and then, you know, if it went past, maybe, you know, there wasn't a set number of dates before, you know, you got physical, but, you know, the, the expectation was is it wasn't going to be anytime soon right if you got 
a kiss or or even uh, a little bit of a makeout session, that was a pretty big deal. From what I, my very limited scope of dating, again, my two relationships, both of which started online, the first time I met them face-to-face, we got physical. Yeah. So that's interesting. Um, going back to the whole concept of, you know, dating is dead. I don't know. I, I still, I'm a hopeless romantic, so I'd still like to believe that there are, you know, couples getting out there and, and meeting up and and walking along in the park and, you know, just talking and getting to know each other rather than, you know, hooking up and uh, having one night stands all over the place. I'm a hopeless romantic too. And I know it's hopeless. <laughs> nice. I'm, unfortunately, a guy taking a girl out or a girl taking a guy out is... I don't hear about it much. Maybe that's because most of my friends met their significant others in high school and are married and or engaged. Single, forever single, forever alone. I have cats. But... <laughs> so do you think it's different for... Um people of the lgbtq plus community i mean we're talking very you know man and woman meeting up but what about what about everybody i mean is is dating dead for everybody yes yes i don't think it matters you've heard it here first ladies and gentlemen yes and i am of course talking as a straight white female whose friends are all a part of the lgbt community right And I've talked to them about it. In fact, I talked to my friend Jordan Mm -hmm. last night, who is gay. And as far as I know, he never even really went on dates when he was dating. They would text and then meet up to hang out. But like going out and having a plan, like going out to dinner, going out to a movie, and then taking a walk in the park or actually going on what most people consider a date never really happened dates nowadays are usually going to get coffee or maybe you go to a movie but i feel like most of the time you go to a movie so you can sit in the back and make out so this begs the question then i mean again i I go back to the purpose of dating right so growing up the purpose of dating was to gain to know somebody and then that would be the next step would be an engagement, and then the next step would be marriage. Um, and there was a very, you know, there was a there was a pathway there. Right? Mm-hmm. There was a purpose for dating. It was to find the person you're going to spend the rest of your life with. Um, is that no? Is that no longer the case? I don't think so. I don't think that's the case any longer because our get to know you phases have become so different. Like you said, your get to know you was actually having the face to face conversation. Right. While as some people who meet their significant other might have that, but even then I feel like getting to know you is, I don't want to say impersonal anymore, but it kind of is like, I feel like most people get to know each other via text or Snapchat or other mediums such as that, like, I got to know one of my ex-boyfriends almost exclusively over Skype right? and over text messaging. Right. And then when, because he was Canadian, 
and when he finally came down, we had skipped the dating phase and we were in a relationship. So interesting. When he, he came down, so you count the the connection, the communication you had over Skype as dating. I don't consider it dating. I consider it getting to know no. him. Well, but that's sort of what dating's all about, isn't it? It is. I guess you can consider it a Skype date, quote unquote. But the stereotypical dates, like like I said, going out and doing something, I did that twice. Yeah. Maybe three times. I since I've been of dating age, dates have never really been a thing. Yeah. So. Let's take a break. Uh, and then on the other side, I want to talk to you about something you said, dating age, because I think that's changed as well in in the generational, uh, you know, the gaps there. So let's talk about that on the other side of this break. And uh, we'll talk to you in a minute. And we're back. So before the break, I mentioned I wanted to dive a little bit deeper with you on dating age. So growing up, there was a belief um, and a tradition that, uh, you know, you shouldn't be dating until you're 16. Uh, you weren't of mental or physical uh, or emotional maturity to be able to date until you were 16 years old. And I think any anything now, I think anything goes at this point. I, teenagers, I believe it's once you hit your teens... You're, I don't want to really say that 13-year-olds dating is, like, super common, but I know that it is. But it's not. Well, okay, so again, let's kind of break down dating then. So, again, when I say dating, I mean there's there's an activity. There's a, there's a, you're going to dinner, you're going to a movie, you're going somewhere to do something, so a 13-year-old having the, you know, the capability to go do something like that, I mean, they don't have money, right? They don't have cars. They don't have uh, the ability to, normally, they don't have the ability to kind of orchestrate all of that. True, but nowadays, dates are usually referred to as hanging out right. or talking. So their dating is basically texting. Okay. And their hanging out is either with groups of friends or they get their parents to drive them someplace. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. I, I'm still kind of struggling with that because I think that, um, again, for me, dating was a means to an end. It was a, it was a way to get to know somebody in hopes that that person would be your romantic partner forever, right? I mean, it, it led to marriage. Dating was a direct path to marriage. Was it, though? <laughs> Good. What do you mean by that, was it, though? You say dating was usually or was supposed to lead to marriage, but did it, though? It Well, yes, I didn't say the marriages lasted. I said that it usually led to marriage. That was That was the whole point. I mean, that was the... That was the point of dating is, is to meet your, yeah, your partner. Was it though? Okay, you keep saying that. Why, why, do, why do you challenge that? I challenge that because 
my generation, we broadcast everything. Yeah, there is no such thing as privacy. Exactly. But does that mean that what my generation does is not what your generation did? Was dating not also just a way to find someone to hook up with? Or for lack of a better term, for fun? Like, were you, was everyone you dated, did you think in your mind, I am dating you because you are a potential life partner? Or was it, I'm dating you because I'm bored? Or I'm dating you because you have a great ass? Um, I don't think I ever dated somebody because I was bored. I definitely dated somebody because they had a great ass. Um, but it was also, again, I can only speak for me, but I also think that there was a gener- there was a, a cultural aspect that this is um, that dating was serious. Right now, there was a difference between dating and scamming or hooking up. Right? I mean, there's there was definitely a difference there. You did you dated somebody to um, you know again get to know them. To there was a, there was a, a mystery to solve. Right? There was you know again we didn't have facebook we didn't have social media um we had f- circles of friends and we'd hear rumors about a person oh this you know she kisses on the first dates or man you know various other things right i won't i won't smear anybody's reputations but i would just say that there were there were rumors and some of that was intriguing and yeah, that was not about dating. That was something more physical, right? That was something more, um, you know, hormonal that was driving that. So, but if you, if you had a friend or you met a girl or you met somebody that you're like, wait, wait a minute, there's something really special there. There's something interesting there. That's when dating happened because you want to understand what that something special is and see if there's more to it, right? It was more than just a physical attraction. There was something else that was happening. Why dates though? Why was the only way to get to know someone to go someplace? Well, because we, again, we didn't have the, the type of connectivity that we had today, right? I mean, I, if I met, if I met a girl at a party, and let's say this is a party where it wasn't my circle of friends. So, you know, we drove across town to go to somebody else's friend's girlfriend's second uncle's party, right? And I met somebody. Um, the most we could do was give each other their phone number, right? And then you waited for the call, right? Or you waited to make the call. And there was just like this whole process, a whole expectation around it. You didn't, you know, you're not supposed to call the girl for 24 hours. I to, thought it was three days. Or, but there was a time limit, right? There was this, there was this weird, you don't call because if you do call, you seem too, too fast. You seem too uh, anxious or too desperate. And if you didn't call soon enough, then you didn't seem interested enough. And so there was this whole ritual that you had to follow. And today... I just go look you up on Instagram and I know who your whole life. That sounds really complicated and like way too much work. Yeah, but I knew who I was talking to. So, you know, last episode we talked about friendship and technology and and friendship in today. And I go back to the same question. So you've had, you've met people on the, on the internet. You've quote, quote, dated people on the internet. 
Yep. How do you know that information they're feeding you is true? How do you know you're not being catfished? How do you know that this is, you know, uh, I could present a uh, completely different persona and you would have no way to validate because one, you don't have friends in common. So you can't say, hey, does this so-and-so, is this really this person? You just kind of have to take it on blind faith. Yeah, but isn't that dating? No, it's not. Because dating is getting to know somebody. Yes, and when I say dating, I mean I saw their face. Yeah. I had an actual conversation with them. Right. But it was what they were... Well, okay, I see what you're saying. I'm just saying... I don't know. I think there's something about the physicality of it. I think there's something about the proximity of it. Is there's something about the situation. Like if I took a girl to my favorite record store and she reacted positively, it's like, holy crap, she likes records, right? And if I walked to the record store and I could just tell that she did not want to be there and this wasn't her thing, then that gives me data about her. Why not right? just ask if she likes records or not? Be- yeah, well, because you can, I don't know. Like I said, there's a little bit of, of figuring each other out. There was a little bit of of um, of a challenge there for both sides, right? It's, you know, it's, I, I, yeah, I could write down on a piece of paper and pass you a note and saying, hey, do you like this person or do you like this group or do you like this type of music or this type of food? And you could say, yes, I love this. And then because you want to put your best foot forward, you might be interested in me. And so you didn't want to screw it up on a piece of paper. But then, you know, hey, do you like mushrooms? I love mushrooms. Great. Let's go grab a mushroom pizza. Then I see you picking mushrooms off the pizza. What's going on there? Right. I mean, it's it's getting to know each other and possibly, I don't know. I don't know where I'm going with this, but um, I think there's something there. I think there's something about, for me, it's very important that you have the opportunity to be in the same place. So I think what I'm trying to get to with you, Meg, is that dating for us was about discovery, right? It was about that moment when you were with the person and you had this unexpected epiphany of, of, oh my gosh, this person likes this, or they, they do this. I mean, it, it was that you're having that in the moment, in person connection and discovery um, that you, I, I believe you cannot have across technology. I don't, I firmly believe you cannot have that across technology. I think you can see a face. I think you can hear a voice. I think you can see words on a, on, on a screen, but I don't believe that you can have that physical, tangible connection with a person unless you're in the same space. Well, my two relationships are very bad examples since both of them ended up cheating on me, but not, I don't think so. You don't think so? I think that you, if you want to be in a serious relationship, yeah, you need to be in the same vicinity. Right. Because physicality is a huge part of that. Right. But in the getting to know you stage, the quote unquote dating stage, I don't know if that's exactly mm. necessary. Yeah, I, I, again, it, I think it comes down to the the individual and the couple, right? I mean, I know mm-hmm. of a great many people that are able to have long distance relationships and be able to, 
you know, maintain those relationships across great distance. And it's, you know, via phone calls or via text or via whatever, right? I mean, it's utilizing technology to close that gap. Mm-hmm. But there's also, you know, the, the yearning that you have to put your arms around somebody. And, you know, again, I, I think during dating, as you're trying to figure each other out, as you're trying to, you know, come into rhythm with one another. Um, man, that, that's gotta be really hard. I, I'm glad I'm not dating in the world today because I don't think I would do very well at it. I think I would, I would need more physical, physical proximity than your generation needs. Right. I think, I mean, it's, it's, I don't know. Um, I see that there are people that are still getting together and I see, you know, walking to a restaurant, you still see people at quote, quote, out on dates. Mm-hmm. Um, so obviously dating isn't dead. I have a question for you. Sure. Let's go to a hypothetical. Mom died. Okay. You're single. I'm single. And very lonely. Yes. You decide it's time for you to get back out there. So you grab your walker. <laughs> And you go find a nice gal. You go find a nice gal. Yep. How, how would you date? How would I date? That's a great question. In today's um, society. Um, you know, I've I've kind of considered this, right? Because I I consider you all options. Mom dying? No, no, not at all. Um, I consider though that you know if if I was in a given situation, right? Because I'm I'm a planner. I like to. I like to plan things out. So, like mom's death? Like, <laughs> you keep coming back to that. Um, you keep leaving the door open. I know. Uh, no. So if I was suddenly single, right, um, and I had to go, and I got I got lonely, right, which which was very likely to happen because I'm a, of a fairly social person, um, I think I would... I think I would look for organi- opportunities to meet people face to face, like book clubs or social gatherings or volunteer work. Or I would get my I would get out there, right? I I would not sit at home beside behind a screen and go on to Tinder or you know um, eHarmony or any of the dating. I I I don't think I would do that because I. I know there are algorithms out there that say, hey, we can make you a perfect match. I think this is still something that um, technology hasn't quite figured out uh, and and something that nature um, and interaction has figured out. So that's how I would date, right? I would, I would try to get out there and, and meet people. And if I couldn't meet people, then I'd probably try something else. But um, when my dad, you know, my mom and dad divorced, um, he met his new wife square dancing. And, you know, so he, he put himself out there, right? He, he made an attempt and I'm not saying that people who use technology are not putting themselves out there. I absolutely believe that they do. They are, 
there's just different ways of putting yourself out there. That's what, that's what he chose to do. And I think that's what I would choose to do. You're thinking about your mom's death now, aren't you? Mm -hmm. I'm trying to decide if it's cancer or if you poison her. (laughs) Jeez. Neither. So, huh. Dating is dead. Tell me more about these Skype dates. Um, you, you know, you mentioned that you met somebody. He lived in Canada. Uh, you guys got to know each other over Skype. Um, what does that, what is a Skype date? I was young and naive when I met Greg. And by met Greg, I mean my ex introduced me to Greg. So I should have known from the start it was not a good idea. But he lived in New Brunswick, mm-hmm. which is in Canada. Canada, yeah. Oh, Canada, home of maple syrup and a ham that's called bacon. And our Skype dates were basically talking, getting to know each other like we would message through Skype too when we couldn't be on video, we would text, but almost every night for the three months we Skype dated, we would talk, we would get to know each other and I'm going to make you feel very awkward, but we would simulate sex. Okay. Um, not awkward, because uh, I, I, you know, uh, phone sex has been, it's been live and well since, you know, Alexander Graham Bell made the phone. So, um, and you were of consenting adult age. Yes, I was. Okay. So, uh, not awkward. Um, and I'm not going to go there because I think that's actually somewhat separate to what I want to know. You, you said you, you, you got to know each other. Um. So one of the things about dating is that you didn't have that constant connection, right? In other words, I, I wasn't, I wasn't able to, so when your mom and I were getting to know, well, let's say when I, when I was dating, right? Part of that was saving things up to tell the person on your next date, right? Mm-hmm. It was that, that anticipation that you, oh, I've got to tell this person about this. Oh, I've got, you know, maybe she'll find it as funny as I found it, or maybe she will... Yeah, so there was this anticipation of you saving things up. So when you met the person the next time, you got to just kind of have conversation because otherwise it would just be a, a bunch of small talk and that gets boring really fast. With the the availability that I believe technology gives us to reach out in the moment and touch people and have that connection, does that strengthen it? Does that dilute it? I mean, what, when you would talk and get to know each other, what were you talking about? I feel like we were talking about what you would talk about on a date. Like, it wasn't like I was texting him every second of the day, like, I'm eating a sandwich. I'm watching a show. Right, but if I'm you're I'm eating on, another sandwich. If you're on social media, that's kind of happening anyway. I mean, if you're at a restaurant and you take a picture of, of your hamburger and you post it on Instagram, they're going to see that, right? I'm not that person. I understand that, but I'm saying that that is, there's, I think for me, there's almost too much connectivity there. And I think dating was a little bit about, you know, holding something back. Not, and that sounds bad. That's not what I'm trying to say. But saving but, things up. Yeah, it's the it's building that anticipation to be able to have 
those, oh my gosh, I can't wait to tell you what happened just happened to me like five days ago, right? Um, instead of, oh, I already know about that. You put a, you posted that on Facebook. And so what else more is there to be said? It has to, it's very individualized, I would say. There are some people that take pictures of their cheesecake and post it on Instagram and be like, hashtag cheesecake life. But there are other people like me that didn't get an Instagram until earlier this year. Right. And I have a Twitter, but I've never used it. Right. So you're you're the you're not the prototypical millennial online dating person. You've 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 tried. used you've tried, right? Um, hmm. So I'm just gonna say this right now. Yeah. I have heard of very few success stories from dating apps. Really? Mm-hmm. That's interesting. Because, you know, you you think that they're very popular. and They are very popular, but they've gone from dating apps to hookup apps. Hookup There's apps, like, yeah. When you go on Tinder, people usually don't go on Tinder thinking they're going to find a relationship. It's, I'm going to find a hookup. Right. So, dating is very hard nowadays because... You meet through dating apps, you meet through work, or you meet through friends. Almost every guy that I work with is gay. Right. I have a very small group of friends, and I know their friends. Right. And I've already tried dating apps and perpetually single. Right. So once that stops, you kind of just have to wait. Join a book club. <laughs> okay meg well i think we've uh we've explored dating in the uh in the the new day and age um and hopefully given people something to think about um and or yell at your your uh phone at you know oh how dare he say that or how dare she you know we welcome your comments uh we hope that this is a a conversation that will be con- continued um Any final thoughts? I'm 22 and single. Hit me up, boys. (laughs) Oh, that's dangerous. Yeah, Um, that is pretty dangerous. That is pretty dangerous. Also, Siri has also rejected me, so. Siri has rejected you? I I asked Siri if he would date me, and his answer was, um, I'm, I'm, um, busy. Literally. Oh, wow. I got rejected by my phone. That's harsh. So I'm going to go home, and I'm going to feed my three cats. Okay, you enjoy that. Okay, well, that's uh, another episode of Jen Gap Podcast in the Can. I'm Wade. I'm Megan. I'm her dad. I'm his daughter, and we love you all. Thank you so much for listening.